Hi everyone, welcome to the Ugly Cry Podcast. I'm your host, Lizzie McCabe, and today I'm sitting down with my friend, Brandon, to discuss toxic masculinity, our childhood cries, and surprisingly, raccoons. So, here we go. I guess we're also making a tradition where we sit and we drink while we do it. Um, today, I have my friend Brandon Burns. I don't know if I should have said your last name. Why did you pause so dramatically? Because <laughs> I was unsure if I should have said your last name or not. I mean, as long and as I you decided. give my social security information along with it, I think it's okay. <laughs> His social security number is... That's copyrighted. Um and I guess I guess we're gonna talk about what we're drinking as well. Um Brandon brought this over. It's an IPA. Um You say that with such disdain. I don't like IPAs. And you bring them over every fucking I don't bring them time. over every fucking yes, time. Yes, you do. The last two times I have brought over like I think eight oh fives. That's not true. Look, I this is the system I think I've established. I either bring over a six pack of IPAs or I bring you a thirty rack of shit beer that none of you drink we and you look it. as a hindrance. You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, why don't you go ahead and start us off um, and tell us about your your ugly cries, man. Yeah, well, let's do it. Growing up, I mean, I used to ugly cry, ugly cry all the freaking time. What was your last ugly cry? My like, last? Like, most recent one. Oh, man. Was it, like, when you walked up to the door? No. <laughs> like, right outside the door? No, just this morning. Uh, no, the last time I, like, ugly cried, God. I, I mean, it was definitely you, I recently. I ugly cried before you got here. So. Oh. But that's because I was watching Queer Eye, and... I haven't been able to get into Queer Eye. Like, I know. What? That's probably the most controversial statement. I, I've watched How? it. I don't know. I, like, sit down, and it's not that I'm bored. It's really good. I think I get very quickly distracted, because, like, I'm not a big reality TV person. Like, I guess I, I can understand that. Yeah. Like, it's good. Like, I watched one of the episodes, and I definitely ugly cried to it. Dude, I... Every episode. Like, not... And they're wonderful I people. ugly cry every single episode of Queer Eye. And it really freaks Courtney out. Courtney's my other roommate, and it really freaks her out when I do it, because she doesn't cry as easily as I do, and so we'll be watching it, and I will just be fucking sobbing, and she's like, are you okay? No! (laughs) Every episode, like, and today I watched this one, it was like one of the earlier seasons, and I guess, and Karamo, who's just a national treasure, he made this man write everything good about himself up on this mirror oh no i can't do that and it just (laughs) really fucked me up because it's like i've done that before and it's hard and it's like really difficult to confront like your own self-deprecation in that way it's not yeah i mean it's one of those things like i've talked a lot about it uh with uh my my therapist hashtag rip amber because she retired from therapy Okay, you made it so like she died. I know, she died. I realized that as I said, hashtag R.I.P. R.I.P. my therapist. Retire in peace. 
Oh, yeah, shit. retiring fees. No, we talked about it a lot. Like, one of the things we talked about was, like, you know, the idea of self-worth and the challenge it is to, like, continuously remind yourself that you're worthy of not only, like, others' validation, but more importantly, like, your own, like, your own validation, your own ability to be like, no, you are beautiful, you are intelligent, you are worthy. Yeah, I um, am is, is important to say, too, because... Like, if you move mm-hmm. it into third person, then it, you kind of, like, dissociate That's from true. it. That's yeah, true. So yeah. it's even harder to say, like, I am this and I am that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I am beautiful and worthy and it's, awesome it's so, and Because it's so much more confrontational. Yeah. So, okay, I asked you what your ugly cry was. Yeah. And then I told you about <laughs> mine. So what do you, what um, was your most okay. recent one? The most recent one was I re, I, uh, I, it's a media, it's, I watched the final season of, Bojack Horseman, and I, <laughs> I, I ugly cried to the point where I have discussed the show with people, and like they they've said things that happened in the final two episodes, and have been like, oh, I don't remember that at all, and I've realized that I cried so hard that I stopped watching the show mm-hmm. and fully just cried, like through the entirety of it. Like so you I don't, didn't even you don't even know what happens at the end. I know what happens at the end because I I gained consciousness for the final five minutes of the show. Oh, God. When he's on the house. Yeah, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Uh, There's people it didn't come out that long ago, so this people have it. Fair, yet. Fair, it's fair, don't spoil it's fair, it's fair. But, but I totally get you. Yeah. Because that show is it fucking crazy. It it just well, it's one of those things, oh, like... so many emotions about Bojack. So many. I mean, every single one of the characters, but what I love about it, like, it's one of the things I really, really love about that show. Like, that show really made me fall in love with voice acting. Oh, wow. And, because, I mean, the Will, Ar- the Will Arnett episode, uh, Free Churro. Free Churro. Oh, I watched oh, it the God. other day. Oh, my God. It's so it good. It's so good. It, and it was, like, one of the things, like, I kept on waiting for a cut. I was waiting for it, because I was like, you know, that's what the animated shows, like, it's mm-hmm. all about the mm-hmm. pacing, all about this. But the fact that it felt like a one a one man monologue, it felt like a, a theatrical experience yeah. of just watching someone go through this, and the animation is brilliant. Like their ability to just like capture and go through all these emotions, but to to just only have the ability to speak and do all of what he does in that episode, it really was just like mind blowing, and it made me appreciate that that medium so so much more. And I've looked at it in a different way from mm-hmm. video games, like. Uh, what's the the zombie one that they keep on? This is this no, uh, Last of Us. Oh yes. The voice okay. acting in that is brilliant. I I wouldn't know. I haven't played it. I explicitly only play <laughs> Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> so the voice acting in that is you know it's like it's wow fucking <laughs> as it's god tier. Super Smash Brothers. God tier. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help. Have you ever been compelled... Did you just say that you've been compelled to ugly cry at the end of The Last of Us? Or you like the voice acting? No, I love the voice acting. Oh, okay. Acting Have you ever ugly cried at a video game? I... There was a game I ugly cried at. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you. Most of the games I played growing up was <laughs> Madden. I played you Madden. You cried at no, Madden? No, I didn't ugly cry at Madden, but I played Madden for the imagine? majority. <laughs> just like weeping. You win the Super Bowl. I can't believe I did it. I worked so hard. I trained day in, day out. I traded that player. Oh, There's no cap space. Just Incredible. It'd be glorious times. No, I don't think I ever ugly cried at, uh, obviously I ugly cried at Madden. There was a video game that I played. Honestly, it might have been um, one of the Batman 
the Batman Arkham Asylum games. Oh, that was a great game. Because the graphics are beautiful. And yeah. I think it was the one where, like, Joker gets, uh, like, sick or something. Um, and it was that scene because the animation is so creepy and so, like, almost otherworldly. And, like, I, if I remember it correctly, just, like, the storyline for, like, the end of it was really emotional. I was like, I was kind of thrown. I don't know if I ugly cried necessarily, but I definitely shed like a couple of tears. Hmm. But mm-hmm. I, put, I pulled them back in because you can't cry like that to a video game. <laughs> Not when Batman's watching you. <laughs> <laughs> That's Robert Pattinson oh right there. <laughs> when it, oh, is it? It is now. It is oh now. Oh my God, I yeah. saw that trailer. It's so good. I... My emo is back. My emo boy's back. I'm so excited. I will never get tired of Batman movies. No. They could make 25 million of them, and they have, and I will (laughs) always watch them, because I fucking love Batman, and how sulky and just... But have you seen... Emo he is. Have you seen... There's this Twitter... It's like a Twitter video. uh, This, like, actor, Andrew Feldman, I think his name is? Um, He was on Evan Hansen, but it's a song that he wrote where he's like, kind of crying before it, and it's just him going, how many Batman do I did see that video. <laughs> I have re-watched that video so many times. It's so funny. It's so it's good. It's so funny. Yeah. I talked about last um, episode with Katie about how I ugly cried at the end of The Dark Knight Rises. That's fair. It was That's very fair. emotional. Well, I remember when I watched it, like, I had, I think, it, like, I watched it a week before... Um, a week after, sorry, when he passed away, I watched for the first time, and like it was who passed away? Heath Ledger. Oh, Heath Ledger's dead. That's the dead? Dark Knight. You said the Dark Knight Rises. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Get it together. You cried at the end of the Dark Knight yeah, Rises. Fucking the. Oh my God, what's the butler's name? Fucking Alfred. Alfred, yeah, because Alfred goes <laughs> and he's sitting at the cafe. And that ending was really garbage. That ending was so stupid. Oh, oh, I'm going to sit here at a nice Italian cafe, and I'm going to wait for the I'm Monday. I'm going to I'm so sorry. What is that dialect? It's Russian. I can only do <laughs> That's true. Um. When my... I saw Batman Begins when I was way too young. Like, when I was, like, seven, eight, like seven, mm-hmm. like seven, eight years old. And my, we didn't plan it. We were going to go to, like, a baseball game, but they, like, we missed the game. And so my dad was like, we're just going to go watch a movie. And we watched Batman Begins. And the first time Scarecrow puts on the mask and the fucking worms come out of his eyes. Oh, that's terrifying. It's straight up terrifying. Yeah. Seven-year-old me screamed my fucking head off in this theater. I, that's probably the first time I ugly cried. I was weeping and screaming for the entirety of the movie. And my dad didn't take me out of the film because he just kept going like, it's almost (laughs) over. It's almost (laughs) over. Just be quiet. People in the theater spoke oh, over no. the, they were like take him out please take him out see i i didn't even have to like wait till scarecrow put the mask on i just cried when i saw cillian murphy's face <laughs> <laughs> that was mean i'm sorry oh my People god think he's attractive i don't he's attractive no. <laughs> cillian if you're listening to this i think you're he's attractive he's not listening to this let me know. can you imagine i get an email <laughs> I have these articles. Oh I have a BuzzFeed quiz. Okay. That'd be so funny. Okay. All right. Let's get into your ugly cries because yeah. we're 16 minutes in and we did <laughs> we what I said. I, we did what I said I didn't want to do, which was <laughs> talk, talk about, about movies <laughs> and all sorts of shit. But um, okay, so go ahead and tell me 
about <laughs> your ugly cries that yeah. I asked you to like prepare for. Today. Yeah, yeah. So the one that I really remember is growing up, I was terrified over like when things would change and like that's so, so common it's so my common. sister was like that growing up too really yeah and then we like switched somewhere in the middle and now <laughs> i'm terrified of change and she's like i'm just gonna move to london <laughs> <laughs> she moved to london she's planning oh my god that's yeah wild. it's great i'm like that's fucking dope i oh could yeah. never <laughs> oh my god anyway continue yeah but i was terrified of it like to the point where we would have like yard sales and I would go during the yard sale, like watch people trying to buy things and pull them out of their hands and like be whimpering like, you can't take that. This is my special thing. Like random fucking trinkets, like nonsensical things. Um, and <laughs> the one that I'm always told about is when I was like, oh man, like five years old. Um, my mom was giving a bunch of stuff away to Goodwill and they were coming and like picking them up in trucks when you could actually talk to people face to face. And, uh, I remember when they used to like have the Goodwill trucks. Yeah. That's, oh my God. That, I'm like having a weird flashback. <laughs> They're like big, big trucks. Drive, oh my God. My, my dad and my mom, we used to go to like this weird empty parking lot mm -hmm. where the Goodwill trucks were. Like it was completely nondescript. Like it was just an empty lot mm -hmm. in the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm -hmm. And we used to There'd throw all of our old shit into the back of the truck. It's weirdly traumatizing to think <laughs> about now. Watching all your old toys like be tossed into the back of a weird truck that you don't know. You don't that's know. That's so, oh my God. I, well, and well, that's why. I completely blocked that memory out, I guess. <laughs> You're welcome for it. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun with that. <laughs> well, that's why they didn't tell me about it because we didn't go, the truck came to us. And mm -hmm. so. It was, it ended up being like, we were, like, I discovered, because I was home, uh, I watched them just start throwing old stuff into the truck, and apparently my five-year-old brain latched onto this shitty, like, lime green plate, plastic plate, that, like, I always used, I guess, that had, like, was cut to shit, like, it had so much, like, nice scratches, scratches in yeah. it, like, definitely filled with bacteria, but <coughs> I was so insanely it was so insane and wanted to keep it that I was just holding it and screaming at this just this nice man trying to pick up stuff for goodwill that like I was screaming to leave it's my plate you can't touch it I'm gonna die if you take it oh like insane things and my sister ran inside to my mom and was like was like mom you have to get Brandon he's losing his mind he just wants his plate and my sister bless her heart was just like trying to help me but it's two five-year-olds beyond, beyond help I was beyond help I was out of this world like <laughs> I was it, beyond <laughs> help when I was five <laughs> <laughs> and it's only gone downhill oh, no. since then <laughs> you peaked at five years old I'm dead <laughs> Everything else has been a slow meandering <laughs> road down to turmoil. Good lord. Oh no. Okay, so your sister goes and gets your mom. Yeah, my sister goes and get my gets my Brandon's mom. Brandon's having a conniption. <laughs> and I mean, it was just, and that was like, it was a long journey of my mom being like, just please give him the plate. And he was like, ma'am, you, you gave these things a goodwill. Like we we can't we can't give any of them back. And I literally like, I think I jumped into the truck. Like, I'm almost positive I jumped into the truck, and I just, like, wasn't having it. And I was, like, weeping to the degree that, like, no more tears were coming out. 
it was just the face of someone who was weeping. Oh my god. <laughs> like my mom has been my mom has told me since like since since that happened, like she told the story a thousand times of her being like, it was both terrifying and the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Oh my of god. Of just this five year old screaming at this this person who didn't know you and was just standing there like I don't know how to respond to this screaming child. Oh my god. My I used to throw when I was really little, I used to throw tantrums and mm-hmm. I think I grew out of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe I still throw tantrums today. Um, but when I would get really fucking upset and I would throw myself down on the ground wherever I was. Love it. And <clears throat> I guess like there was this one time where I got really pissed off and I threw myself down on the kitchen tile and because it was kitchen tile, I hurt myself and so I started crying even more. Good. And so the next time I threw a tantrum and Mm. I was in the kitchen, I like was screaming and crying and yelling and instead of throwing myself down where I was at, I walked over to the carpet and then threw myself down. A brilliant move. And a brilliant move. Curling. You know what though? That I'm a is, big brain. That is big, big brain. brain. <laughs> big brain because you learned from your mistakes and you went, "I'm gonna do this again." Clearly, yeah. not a question. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> I'm gonna go over there. The things that happen in you know middle class white suburban houses white and suburba. kitchens, white suburban <laughs> a house is insane. I remember there was one time, like. I was being chased by my brother around the house for some for some fucking reason, and I don't know we, why I thought you were gonna say robber. <laughs> I, was, I was being chased I was, by a robber. I was being chased by a robber. Super cash. <laughs> I've worked through it. <laughs> Amber hashtag rip. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so sorry, everybody. You just had to hear me snort. That's awful. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. But I remember, like, I was running to the kitchen, and my, I'm like, we, I'm, this is back when I was, like, six, seven, eight, and I was nimble. I was a nimble child. And I was, like, moving in the kitchen, and I literally ducked, making a left, and right in front of me is the oven, and my brother's wearing socks, and I'm not, so I was able to skirt around the oven, but he went head first <gasps> into the oven. Oh my god. Head fucking first and just smashed through the glass. And I my parents weren't home. It was just us. And I laughed so hard at this like child with glass in their hair. Oh my god. I, because I was like, you I didn't know too. what it was. I was little yeah. so I was like, I was like, oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> and then my mom got home and she was like, oh my god. The damage, the danger. It was so. It was so funny. Oh, it was oh horrifying. Yeah, I feel like I have a lot of instances as a child where I just, where I ugly cried. But that's good because, I mean, that's you're supposed to do that when you're a kid. You're supposed to cry and well, like. My parents, I guess, like to some degree, like did like punish me for stuff like that sometimes, mm-hmm. but only really when I was like in public. They would be like, yeah. "Stop! You stop it right now!" And then it would make me cry more. <laughs> well, but it's I, funny because yeah. like crying, crying was one of the things. Like, like my like my family as a whole doesn't cry a lot, um, and it's one of those things. Growing up, like I'm a twin, so I have a twin sister, and I like for the longest time, like, and it happened mainly like sixth, seventh, going into eighth grade, um, when like we were teenagers at this point, where my sister was constantly saying, like, you know, she's like, Brand, I think." you're actually 
the like the more feminine one of this like twinship because mm. you actually cry like you're actually more feminine than me and I always like it was one of the things growing up like I was really I mean I was hurt by it because I was like no I'm like I it was that defense mechanism that you're taught as a boy it's like no like I'm not like I'm not I'm not a girl I'm a guy I play sports and I do this like I'm a man I'm masculine like I'm, I'm a kid but like no I have to defend this assumed like gender role of like masculinity um, and it wasn't until like I got into the last years of high school and then college of like being in luck thank god theater and getting out of the sports mentality and the boys club that is that heteronormative world where I understood like no it wasn't it's not feminine it's healthy it's to a point where when you're able to express how you feel and deal with it that you start to understand how you're operating how your brain is working so crazy that you say that because when i was younger too i played sports in high school mm -hmm. and i had a very tough time like crying and like being genuinely being genuinely sad mm -hmm. and it took therapy as an adult for me to unlearn the behaviors that i had like drilled into my brain you know if you get hurt or if you you know if you sprain your ankle or if you get up or somebody does something shitty to you on the court or whatever you're not supposed to cry because you're in the middle of a game yeah so you just suck it up and then you get mad yep. it's like the next it's, reaction it's, that's, yeah yeah and so for forever i would only cry when i would get super, super mad fucking angry and i didn't realize how toxic that was for me until I got therapy as like a 20 year old, 21 year old. And my therapist was like, why are you like blinking back your tears talking about this traumatic thing that happened to you? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, uh, but I'm just gonna, you know, ignore it and move on. He's like, no, 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 just cry. It's okay to be sad. Yeah. Um, and that was a really profound moment for me. But I wish, and I can't even imagine what it would be like for a young man because this, because society is so toxic, hypermasculinity is so toxic and mm. it just makes it so that men don't feel like they can express themselves in like a healthy way. And it makes it so that if they're crying, they're a pussy or they're might even like, even like older men exhibit it i think the worst of anybody oh to an extreme level i mean yeah. it was one of the things like i mean i played lacrosse in high school my first year and i played it a couple like i played it before but going in and i uh broke the heel of my foot so i couldn't ouch it was super fun let me tell you uh it was like tearing at the muscles and they're like if you keep walking on that you could tear your achilles tendon and i was like i'm not gonna do that though. i gotta play <laughs> But that's legitimately like that was I've the response on so from my team. So many sprained ankles. Well, and I was oh, like, I was God. like, and at this time, I was like, you know, I'm like, I, don't, I was like, it's my freshman year. I'm like, I'm only gonna be on frosh soft. I'm also trying to do theater. I'm like, I'm trying to do a bunch of things. Like, I'm just gonna put, I'm gonna put the boot on. I'm gonna take a month off. I'm gonna do the rehab. I'm gonna do all this stuff. I'm gonna come back. But I took that time off, and the coach at this time was like, you know, like you're injured. Like, I don't want you to practice. Just like come back when you're healthy. But the players of the team were like, you're not at practice, you're injured. Not only are you, in the names I was called in high school was, Aww. it was insane because it was like, it was, it was, it was not that I was weak, 
but I wasn't willing to suck it up for the team in that like when I would get upset when they would yell at me it was like oh he's a weak it was like you're a weak bitch you're a, you're a, you're the f word you're like all of these fucking things um and like that I mean you're you're a freshman in high school and these are like juniors seniors that are shouting this stuff at you and I mean that was continuous from even when I was seventh eighth grade kind of not at that level but like that I that attitude of like you know when you're injured you just get back on the field and mm-hmm. even the coaches did the same exact thing like the coach of that lacrosse team I think was like suspended later on in my time there at the, at the high school for like literally just allowing players and demanding them work and play yeah, through injuries that's crazy can I ask you a question yeah would it have changed for you like would this whole idea about like crying as a man have changed for you or would you have a different uh, idea of it if you had seen your dad cry when you were growing up or did you see your dad i saw my dad cry i have one very specific memory of my dad crying um it was when his mom died my grandma died um and she passed away really suddenly and it was um like it it took the entire Mm -hmm. family storm Mm -hmm. she was in like a a routine surgery unfortunate uh, super unfortunate it it's all it happened back when i was fifth grade so like our family's for the most part worked through it but he came home and like all of us were my mom was like you know he's down in san diego he's gonna come back like all of us just need to be ready and prepared to like be there for him and he came home and he had like two pints of ice cream from cold stones and like a, a smile on his face and he was like my grand my dad would never want us to be upset in this moment he would want us to celebrate the life so we're gonna eat this we're gonna eat this ice cream we're gonna talk about the memories and we're just gonna laugh and we're gonna be we're gonna work through it and at the time I was like oh that's healthy I was like that's that's beautiful it's like it was this moment of like I believed that's what a man should do is be strong in the face of adversity um, and I watched that for the next like four months was him just like dealing with like blow after blow after blow from like the level levels of bullshit that I've only now kind of come to understand he was going through I just kind of understood there was something happening but he kept on being strong and there was this one day we were watching that Nicolas Cage movie, City of Angels. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> fucking flashback. But we were watching it, and we were all, as a family, watching it. And my parents cry all the time at movies. Like, they, notoriously, they'll cry at, like, anything. Um, like, it was even it's like Miracle on Ice. My dad weeps at the end of Miracle on Ice because they, they did it. They beat the Russians. Like, the pride he feels. Um but we're watching Miracle on Ice. Oh, it's Miracle, but it's the Miracle on Ice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the title of the movie. It's you Miracle, but the event up? is the no. It's called Miracle, but like the event was the Miracle on Ice. Okay. You know that movie? Yeah, I, it's my fucking favorite movie. <laughs> okay, which is why I'm like upset. sorry. It's, the event was called okay. the Miracle on Ice. Sorry. My apologies I I'm so, okay. to Disney. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're coming <laughs> after you. <laughs> I don't doubt it. <laughs> But we're watching this movie, City of Angels, and, like, my... There's this part in the movie, like, you know, spoiler alerts, where uh, Nick Cage is an angel. He comes back. He, like, becomes a fallen angel to be with this woman that he's fallen in love with. Um, and they're, like, together for a very short period of time. And then she's going, like, she's biking, and she's hit by a truck and dies. Oh, God. And Nick Cage is, like, destroyed. He's, like, you know, I became... I, I fell from heaven to be with this woman and you took her from me. It's just fucking like really, it's super emotional. And a Hinder song plays and 
And then I'm like, Hinder's <laughs> the thing is the, laughing at Hinder. I'm no, 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 sorry. it's not a Hinder. It's the, the no, 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 no. It's a Goo Goo Dolls Iris, and oh. I give up forever. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> why not? Um, but I remember like I'm watching this movie, and the scene is like the whole movie's happening, the end of the movie, and I hear one of my parents crying behind me, and I was like, oh, they're crying at the movie, and it's this kind of joke that my all my siblings have, and I turn I turn around, and my dad is just in my mom's shoulder. And he is, like, he is sobbing. It's the kind of cry that I hadn't seen before from him. Oh, My mom man. is just, like, there, and she's, like, whispering, like, it's going to be okay, like, you're going to be okay, you're, you're okay. And that was the first time I saw him cry. And mm-hmm. realistically, like, the only time. I was fifth grade. Uh, I was 11, maybe, 11, 12. Um, and, like, it was the only time I'd saw... You were, tw- I'd, you were not 12. I was 11 then. I don't know. Time is like a construct. 10. Time is a construct. <laughs> 10 and 11. Um, but, like, I'm wa- I, like, watched him weep. And, like, again, like, I'd seen him cry before. I'd seen him cry when he was injured, when he had, like, a splinter get in the eye or he hit his hand with a nail or, like, a movie made him sad. Like, it, those kinds of cries. But this was something so unique and so... I mean, to use a word that's not accurate, but it was so dangerous to watch because you, at this point, as a as a young boy going into manhood, I'd never seen those tears before, and it was something that all of our family just kind of shoved under the rug as like we don't talk about those kinds of tears Mm. because that's not it's not healthy it's not yeah. correct and you know even when i've gone to therapy it's like you know we my dad doesn't like to talk to go to therapy because it feels too personal there's a level of like you hold back the the personal things you can talk about them in a closed setting but if you ever express it and put it out there it becomes dangerous and because you're showing vulnerability so vulnerability growing up a hundred percent was this like really fearful thing and i really look at it like you know if it wasn't for the fact that i was doing theater and I was doing music and like I had that avenue where like I was being exposed to the idea of expression yeah maybe not even an outlet but like it was this thing of like because of the teachers and like bless those bless high school theater teachers especially like the high school theater teacher English teachers uh, but mine Kathy Petz like it was this thing of like this was a woman who not only like encouraged the encouraged her students to be emotional but helped teach the idea that like being vulnerable is never a bad thing, whether you're on stage or off stage. Because if you're not being vulnerable with yourself, you're not being vulnerable with the world around you, and your acting's gonna falter, but your personhood is going to suffer. Because you're never gonna be able to grow alongside of the events that are happening in the world because you will lack empathy. Yeah. And I mean, that's so much of this, I mean, it's one of the, the if, if I wasn't for that, I don't know the person I would be. I look back and I, I truly think, that if I had never had theater and I just had sports and I just enraptured myself in that world, I would be, I am terrified of the person I could possibly be. Um, because I don't think I would ever have understood what it would mean to be an empathetic human being, whether or not I had the Christian values to, to that are supposed to teach it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would be, I would understand what it true empathy is. It probably wouldn't be like the same no, because everything would sure. everything would be based off of text yeah. instead of human connection. Instead of like really like understanding and feeling and things and yeah. wow, that's great. I mean, not yeah. like great, but like <laughs> <laughs> nailed no, the end like, of it. No, it's great. No, it's great that 
you had that the experience of like somebody being there to kind of like pull you out of that rut that so many young boys get mm -hmm. stuck in and being able to you know be the person you are now that you know can empathize and and feel sadness in a way that's healthy i hope <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it is and it like it comes in it comes in waves like i mean dealing dealing with especially with the way the world is right now like it's hard sometimes to oh, deal yeah. with things <laughs> in a truly in a truly like sometimes it's hard to be like you know i'm not going to deal with this in this moment right now like i don't see a healthy way to deal with this but i mean it's tough to deal with things that are so abnormal for us like 100 percent. we've never dealt with anything like this before things mm -hmm. are so out of whack it's just like how can you i i kind of i read an article the other day and it was like therapists are busier than ever oh, because yeah. people literally have to be brought to these extreme measures in order to feel unwell enough to go to therapy which is crazy to me but also like it makes sense given kind of the way that like society treats mental illness and like stuff like that but and just mental health in general mm. but it's yeah i don't know i mean i'm not in therapy right now but I, I'm sorry. There's a huge raccoon on the wall. Oh my god! You. I love raccoons. <gasps> Hello. Oh god, that scared the oh. shit out of me. It's raccoon, by the way. It's not raccoon. It's raccoon. pronounced. There's raccoon. another one. Oh, I love you. His name is Jeffrey. I've oh decided. Oh god. I love you, Jeffrey. <gasps> There's so many. Oh, it's a family of raccoons. She's screaming out the window. There's a family There's of a raccoons house right there. Oh, oh my god. We only get possums in my house. I walk There's raccoons. a possum that lives in our backyard too. That oh. scared the shit out of me. I thought it was a person. Oh. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. That sounds That's like a the great, happiest like, I've been. This sounds like a great segue into the end of whatever <laughs> is happening. But um, oh. oh my god. Like nine fucking raccoons. That was wild. That was so many more raccoons. All of them thousands. stopped and stared at me just now. They all went. There's another one! Oh my god! <laughs> the like raccoons, the, the raccoons are just it like, was like the, the raccoons whole are like they're just like caravan. we've listened, we appreciate it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Those are my first listeners for this podcast. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm gonna oh take this god. a thumbs up. Like that's you a should thumbs go out the backyard and play with them. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. If raccoons I hear screaming, I'll come get you. <laughs> All right. Well. Um, we've gone 10 minutes kind of over like the allotted time slot, but this is really great. Thank you for doing this. I know that you're super busy. And, oh my God, anytime. Your days are just long. It is what it <laughs> is. long and endless. And uh, <gasps> he's back. Oh, they're so big. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. All right. Oh, I scared him. Okay. Yeah, we're done. All right, guys. Um, so Brandon, big. shut up. Okay, we're going to go. So, um, go ahead and like, um, whatever platform, I'm a mess right now. Whatever platform oh you're listening. God, God, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, please like or subscribe. 
Um, let all your friends know. Share this wherever you can. And um, like Tell I said last week, uh, if there's something really bad that you don't want to leave in a review, please just send it to me directly. Um, and we'll see you next time. Tell Thanks. the you love them. Oh, God. All right. Bye. Bye. The Ugly Cry podcast theme song was created by Asia Simone.